But uh, as I said, we're going to talk some hoops now here on the program, and we're going to do that with the host of the Basketball Fix podcast, Josh Higgins. Josh, good afternoon to you. Go on, mate. Good afternoon to you as well. Uh, it's always a pleasure, Josh. Can't wait to chat hoops with you. And, uh, well, another big slate of games on uh, the day in the NBA. Uh, plenty of news, plenty to talk about. And we'll start with the Golden State Warriors because at the moment they are not playing very good basketball whatsoever. Of course, they're doing it without Steph Curry. Uh, no doubt about that. No Draymond Green today uh, and no Clay Thompson either. But uh, they haven't been playing their best basketball as of late, and uh, I think that's gotten to Steve Kerr a little bit because he was ejected uh, just before halftime. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, obviously the massive thing is, like you mentioned, is the injury to Steph Curry, I think, has uh, sort of derailed this team and the momentum they had really coming in, uh, looking like they were a massive chance to even win the championship about, you know, a month ago, really. So, you know, I think a lot of fans looking forward to when Draymond Green got back on the court, and then we obviously saw Steph Curry go down and out for the rest of the season and hopefully back for the playoffs. But, yeah, it's just the consistency of those players really not playing and being able to get those games together. That's really hurt the Golden State Warriors. And, you know, obviously Draymond Green, we know how important he is that team. And, you know, he was not really there for when Clay and Steph were playing together. And then, like we mentioned before, as soon as Clay and Steph are playing and Draymond's back, one of them else is out as well. So it's just been a really, really uh, terrible luck and a total run for the Golden State Warriors instead of injuries. But I know if they get their team fully strength going into the playoffs, they can definitely do some damage as well. Are the Grizzlies a realistic chance to win the championship this season? They're doing it without Ja Morant at the moment, still getting the wins on the board. Uh, great to see the return of Dylan Brooks as well. But uh, do you think the Grizzlies are a realistic chance to win a title? Oh, I definitely think they are. I think this season, I think like last year as well, it was a very open year. You know, even the, uh, the Phoenix Suns as well there. They've been great, and obviously CP3 back as well, so I have to readjust a little bit with obviously CP3 come back into the lineup, and you know obviously they look like the favourites in the East, pretty close as well. But yeah, the Grizzlies are a massive chance. They're obviously winning games without Jar, and when Jar's on the court as well, they're winning just as much. And he's obviously one of the MVP candidates as well, maybe in the top five to seven MVP candidates. So yeah, they're a massive chance. I think the massive thing with the basketball and, and with the NBA, especially, you know. It's a star-driven league, and when your stars are performing and they're playing as consistent and as great as John Morant has been this whole year, they're a massive chance to uh, you know win four out of seven in any series this year. So, yeah, they're a massive chance to show, in my opinion. Mm, certainly. Uh, now, someone that did take a bit of a blow today, a team that was really on the rise, they had found their chemistry, but uh, Time Lord Robert Williams for the Boston Celtics is out for an indefinite amount of time. Uh, tough loss there because he does bring so much energy and effort to that Boston Celtics team, a key part, no doubt. Uh, they went down today to the Raptors as well in overtime, 115-112. to 112. They sit fourth in the Eastern Conference to the Boston Celtics. But how big is Time Lord being out? Yeah, obviously the massive blow. But, you know, at the same time, they've been really, really consistent and great as of late, like you mentioned before. And I'm pretty sure they're only a game out from being the top seed in the Eastern Conference. That just shows how incredibly close to the Eastern Conference really is. You know, there's teams that are sitting in fourth and fifth that could, you know, if they lose out, could nearly, you know, miss the playoffs. Obviously, it's a bit of a drastic thing to say, but, you know, the Eastern Conference is so, so tight, and obviously the Boston Celtics have been really, really great in the slate, but, you know, with the injuries, and for a lot of teams coming into the playoffs as well, and it's about who can really get the great basketball and the superstars stepping up, you know, 
it's going to be interesting, but I think they're still poised for a really deep run on Bath as well. We've seen in recent years, obviously, they're a super, super great team and well-coached and well-run, so I'm pretty sure they're going to be around the mark when it comes down to it. Mm, okay, well, the team that is sitting on top in the Eastern Conference, it's the Miami Heat. They defeated the Sacramento Kings today, 123-100. to Jimmy, Jimmy Butler with a, an impressive game uh, and Bam Adebayo as well. But what did you make of the altercation? Uh, a few days ago now between Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra, um, Udonis Haslam as well, I believe. But, uh, yeah, there was uh, things got pretty heated, uh, no pun intended, actually, between uh, Jimmy Butler and the coaching staff there. What do you make of that? Do you think that – is that concerning to you uh, as we do head towards the playoffs? Uh, I don't think it's too concerning because I'm a Bulls fan and, you know, Jimmy Butler – I saw that in Chicago a few times as well. It just comes with Jimmy Butler. You know, he's always had that underdog mentality where he's always been doubted his whole life and he's just made such a successful career and, and been such a successful player and sort of driven off that as well. And I think that's one of the things that he loves, that, that sort of, you know, back against the wall. Um, everyone's looking at him like, what's next? You know, what's going to happen? So I think it's a massive thing for Jimmy Butler to sort of keep him motivated and consistent. But their form of, of the plate has been pretty shocking. You know, losing the teams with... You know, like the Philadelphia 76ers had no Joel Embiid. I think James Harden was out for that game as well. Losing to the Brooklyn Nets, I'm pretty sure Kyrie Irving didn't play that game or maybe Kevin Durant didn't play one or the other. But, yeah, I, I don't know how concerning it is, obviously. The old location was, was between Jimmy Butler and Jonas Haslam. Uh, a few words were spoken and obviously Bolshev got pretty heated as well. But, you know, I just think Jimmy Butler is one of those players that, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve and, and those sort of players as well. They may get heated one moment, but it's all love and... You know, it's all about basketball in the day as well. So they'll just be, they'll be just fine. They're looking like the, the team to beat in the Eastern Conference as of, at, at the moment for sure. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited to see what they can do later on in the playoffs for sure. What about the Brooklyn Nets? We've seen the New York mandate lifted. Kyrie Irving free to play at home games now. How scary is that for the rest of the NBA? Oh, really, really scary. You know, obviously, when we were talking about that mandate, you know, I think we were seeing it was going to be maybe four or five games before the playoffs. Obviously, they've got a little bit more, not too much more, but they've got a little bit more to try and work on some chemistry as well. And we saw today or yesterday it was, obviously, the massive warm welcome that the Brooklyn uh, fans gave Kyrie Irving as well. He is super, super motivated, Kyrie Irving. I have not seen this for a long, long time. And um, I'm really excited because yeah, he's putting some consistent and some great basketball games together. Obviously, Kevin Durant's been a, a superstar for so long as well. And he's uh, really letting Kyrie Irving come into his own as well. So... I'm really excited. I'm really bullish on the uh, on the Brooklyn Nets as well, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, hopefully, Ben Simmons can get back on the court late in the playoffs as well. We don't really know too much about it, but um, yeah, hopefully he's a massive chance to come back. And you know, they're looking really, really dangerous. Kyrie Irving, because some of these performances he's putting up, he's only missing four or five shots a game in some of these massive forty-point performances as well. So yeah, I'm really excited to see what he can do coming to the playoffs. The Brooklyn Nets—they're looking really scary as well. Hey, uh, Josh, before I do let you go, let's just turn our attention over to the NBL now because uh, the Perth Wildcats, uh, they went down twice in round 17. But in particular, the game against the Sydney Kings was uh, pretty dreadful, as a matter of fact. They were pretty lifeless. The game was basically over by quarter time. The Wildcats uh, didn't really show up at RAC Arena. Um, what did you make of, of the Wildcats over, over the weekend? Uh, it's just a, uh, it's a bit of an ongoing pattern, which is starting to become 
worse and worse as we go through the year. At the start of the year, I gave it a bit of a pass. These slow starts in the first quarter and was like, you know, it's a new team with a new coach and there's a couple of new players that are sort of trying to get into the team and Dick Moore obviously is a very dominant uh, player and loves the ball in his hand and I was like, oh, it might just be a bit of a learning curve, but completely wrong. It's just something's not clicking early on. I don't know if it's the fact of Ryan Cox being too unselfish and trying to get Dick Moore involved in the game too early or, you know, it's the fact of uh, Scott Morrison's substitution patterns as well. I think they've been under scrutiny for a couple of weeks now, but yeah, just massively, like, lifeless, like you mentioned, that's probably the best word to say. And super, super disappointing for a team that's been away for so long. All our fans over here in Perth to be looking forward to going to Perth Wildcats game and then to go to a game and then Perth Wildcats finish up that. I'm disappointed in the, in the Perth Wildcats organisation for that particular game at Sydney Kings. And, you know, I had a mate message me, he was at the game live, and he said that was the worst game he's ever seen live at the Perth Wildcats member, mm-hmm. and he's been going for years and years. So, you know, obviously they're going to get a goal. And, um, I know Mitch Norton's out as well. He's a massive uh, part of our defensive end, which was really lacking against Sydney Kings. But, yeah, they better get it turned around quickly because obviously the playoffs are coming up very soon. And we uh, we need to be in good form heading into the playoffs because the team like the Sydney Kings, uh, you know, and Melbourne United, they're absolutely flying into the playoffs as well. So, yeah, hopefully the Perth Wildcats get it going. And uh, we've got a couple of home games to end the season. Well, they got Melbourne United in their next matchup, uh, so it doesn't get any easier for the Perth Wildcats. Hopefully, they can turn things around. But, uh, Josh, a big thanks to you for stopping by here on the program this afternoon. It's always a pleasure chatting hoops, and can't wait to do it again. Sounds great, mate. Looking forward to it. Now, yeah, pleasure talking as well, mate. Um, Talk to you very soon, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you. There he goes, Josh Higgins, host of the Basketball Fix podcast. I thank him for his time here on the program this afternoon.